Hello, welcome to Mommy on the Go. This is Rachel. I hate waiting. This is a very quotable line from a great movie, The Princess Bride, and I have gotten to practice it all day today. Let me start last Thursday. I had a lady exam where they do routine checks, and one of my routine checks did not appear to be normal. I was told I would have to wait two weeks to hear what my results were. So, of course, I was immediately anxious and going to the worst case scenarios. Fast forward to Saturday. My youngest sister, who was 39 weeks pregnant, was having trouble breathing and couldn't stop coughing, so she went to the hospital where she was diagnosed with COVID. Yes, not at all what you want to get ever, and especially not when you are pregnant, and most especially not when you are practically due. And then my brother-in-law got it. Just like every tragedy needs its comic relief, my brother-in-law decided to make the most of his papillary malfunctions and has sent my children videos of himself eating entirely gross concoctions. His most severe symptom, as I have not been informed otherwise, is no sense of taste or smell. Monday night when I was going to bed, my sister texted me that she was starting to feel better and had coughed less that day. She had even washed her sheets and towels, which, if you know me, I always consider to make for a banner day. Taking a shower and using a clean towel and then getting into a nice clean bed is a favorite feeling of mine. Everything is just clean all around and my sleep is just that much more clean, shall we say? For the last few weeks, I have been sleeping with my phone in my room with my volume up. I don't usually do this, because it's just good to be separate from it, but when your sister is so close to giving birth and then pretty sick on top of it, there are exceptions. I woke up this morning at 2 a.m. feeling the strong need to pray for her, so I did. And then I fell back asleep. At 5.40, I woke up to a fire engine outside my house. It was not for us, and thankfully the neighbor who needed it turned out to be okay. We checked later in the day. And then I checked my phone. At 4.04, my sister had texted me that she thought she was in labor. What? I was so chagrined that I had slept through the sound by almost two hours. Needless to say, I did not fall back asleep. She had been having contractions every three minutes for the last hour. And she lives in the country about 45 minutes away from the hospital. So off she went to the hospital. The details of her story are not mine to share, but suffice it to say... The baby was not ready to come out when she got there, but her body was having consistent strong contractions every two minutes, so she was admitted. And then a few hours passed. Let me tell you, it is hard to live far from family. I live 1,212 miles from one sister, 796 miles from my parents, 1,303 and 1,305 miles from my brothers, and 970 miles from my sister who is working through her exhaustion to have a baby. But those miles don't matter to God. My prayers, the prayers of all our family and friends, and even friends of mine who have not even met my sister, are instantly in God's ears. And then I got an email about my own test results, the one I was prepared to wait two weeks for. They were available. I was not home at this point, and I couldn't remember my password or even my username to access those results. 
After a few stressful minutes of trying to figure it out while keeping my children close to me and not rearranging merchandise or dashing into the parking lot, I finally got logged in. My results? Normal. I was so thankful to God. It brought such sweet relief. Even if my results had been scary, God would still have been with me, but I am so thankful they were fine and normal. More texts with my brother-in-law. More waiting and praying and praying some more. I have not stayed so close to my phone for this long and am so aware of all my texts and ages. It is now 8 p.m. My sister is exhausted. She has been in labor for close to 24 hours, I think. The last I heard, they were starting to see the head. We don't know if baby is a boy or a girl. We don't know anything actually about how this will turn out besides that my sister has been working so hard and doing a great job at bringing her baby into the world and my brother-in-law has done a fantastic job keeping us informed. We keep praying. I am praying that God will send my strength to help my sister push. We are all praying baby will be healthy and protected from COVID and that my sister and brother-in-law would be able to quickly heal. We don't know what God's story past right now looks like, but God does, and we are trusting him. We trust him to take care of my sister. We trust him with their baby. We trust him to heal my brother-in-law so he can enjoy eating normal tasting food again. We trust him with our lives. Miles don't matter to God. He hears us instantly. He holds us close to him, and he cares for us. Even when, and especially when, the circumstances are not what we would want or choose. So my encouragement to you is pour out your heart to God. God knows your heart. He knows what you are feeling and going through. Crying out to him draws me closer to him and helps remind me that God is in control. It helps me trust more and brings more peace to my heart. Cry out to God for yourself. Cry out to God for people you love, people you know, People you know of, people far off, people close by. Cry out to God. Pour out your heart to him. He hears. He loves. He moves. Psalm 62, 8, and this is from the NIV. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. For those of you who are interested in the end of the story... Today is Thursday, and I have permission to share this. My sister had her baby, and he is a boy, and they got to go home today, which means they are doing well. I have joy in my heart for them. If you think of me, though, pray for my heart, since this has brought a new wave of grief in my joy. Thank you for listening to Momming on the Go.